Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show Alright guys, new year, new episode. I have um I re you know another guest that was on last year, Kelly Wild. How's everything going? Good. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh yeah, no problem. Well thank you for coming on again. I do appreciate it. Um so first of all, how was your holidays? The holidays were good. They were like not all we had planned at all. Um, but we just rolled with it and it was low key and Everyone in my at least immediate circle is healthy and safe. So, yeah, so I'd call it a, a successful holiday season. Yeah. So I know you live in Minnesota, you used to live in Minnesota. So did any of your family members like come down to California at all? Or it was just like the group of people that you lived with, like we just hung out together. Yeah. So the plan was for uh, myself and my boyfriend to go back to Minnesota for two weeks mm -hmm. over Christmas. Um, and then probably like a week or so before we were supposed to fly out, we decided to just stay in California um, because the COVID cases are bad in the Midwest. And I mean, they're not they're not great anywhere. Um, and we would have been staying with my parents who are late 60s. So it's like, eh, let's just hold off. We'll wait till this clears up and dies down a little bit we'll just do like christmas in july so <laughs> it was just it was just me and my boyfriend here in california um made some good food and just kind of hung out and yeah pretty low-key yeah very great very cool it was the same same with me with my two kids and everything so um yeah. so how was how's been training going I, I know you went back into cal strength instead of your garage so how has that helped with uh you know with all your lifts and everything it it helped a lot. <laughs> I was kind of at the point where I felt like I was beating my head against the wall, lifting in my garage, like not getting that feedback that I needed from a coach and lifting by yourself. For everyone who lifts by themselves on a regular basis, like props to you because <laughs> I have a hard time. Like it's so hard. It's so hard to lift heavy. And yeah, it, it, I just, I, being in California, like I'm here to weightlift, um, so I just made the decision, like I'm gonna take the precautions at the gym, um, and yeah. So I went back, lifts got a lot better, um, and it was good timing leading up to um, the American Open finals slash nationals. Yeah. So, so you're the only. I think you're the only one that actually wears a mask during the workouts. So. <laughs> what like so how are what are like the precautions with like COVID and everything? So you have like your own bar or like in like your own space or like what is it like over there? 
Because like at the gym that I'm at right now, it's like melee. Like you can share sp- spots and everything, and like the like six feet apart thing is like it's not not there anymore. So which is super yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I I will share a bar with two other um, two other other of our female lifters who are good about precautions as well. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who's wearing a mask, so is it really helping me? No, but I it's honestly more of just, like, making a statement at this point. Like, hey, it's not that hard to wear a mask and lift. Yeah. Like, we're not doing cardio up in here either. It's like, so it's more of just, like, taking a stand about it, like, mm-hmm. Like, we're doing all these other precautions, like hand-washing and sanitizing, but it's like, just put a mask on. It's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. I Whether mean, or not, like, you're not doing any harm wearing a mask. If anything, it can be helpful. Like, so, so the, the precautions could be better by everyone at the gym, but I'm doing what I can or what I can control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So... You had the the open slash nationals at your gym. Uh, was it a couple of weeks ago or? Yeah, yeah. It was the first weekend in December. So, mm-hmm. how was training getting towards that? So, do you guys typically like lift heavy, like real heavy, getting close to the open, and kind of have like a couple of days of like tapering? So, what like what did what did you guys do before you know going to that meet? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did a two week taper which basically it's it's low volume high intensity lifts so basically you're like taking your opener um, maybe working up to second attempt on some days um really light work on like the accessory lifts um yeah so we did a two-week taper leading up um and i'm trying to think what we did before that the cycle before was like a pretty aggressive, like eight week cycle Mm -hmm. where I kind of felt like I peaked around like week five of the eight week cycle. So yeah, I felt like I was a little up and down heading into nationals. And it was interesting because my, I felt like my snatching was very inconsistent and just not great in general leading up to nationals. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like, my clean and jerks were very consistent and were really good. But mm-hmm. then day of the meet that like totally flip flop. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So, so how are you, how are your sugars throughout like the whole, whole process of like training before the open Were you getting like super nervous before it and like your sugars were spiking up? What was it like? Um, so like the, the training leading up, I, well, so I didn't really have a big weight cut. Mm-hmm. I kind of just sit at at like 59 kilos pretty much, yeah. um, which is my weight class. So that was different than meets past where I've had to cut. So my blood sugars were pretty good, pretty consistent leading up to that meet. Um, day of the meet, my so I wear a Dexcom, a CGM. Um So day of the meet was probably like seven days into my, you know, 10 day of wearing that sensor, Mm -hmm. um, got to the gym, you know, you have to weigh in and then I eat after, um, and like do insulin after I weigh in. And so I got to the gym, 
It was probably like 30 minutes before weigh-ins, which is about two and a half hours before um, lifting. Mm -hmm. And I get a sensor error. And the sensor error lasts like, it probably lasted like 45 minutes. So I'm I'm like, oh, so stressed out. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Right off the bat, getting into the gym. Whereas like you're, usually you're like trying to be calm, just like reserve that energy not freak out so i i weighed in um my sensor still wasn't working and i was like i don't know if i should even eat right now and risk like not knowing that my blood sugar is going high or Mm -hmm. you know i I was like i would rather lift hungry but at a good blood sugar than eat you know eat my normal food and potentially be high because then I'm like totally screwed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my boyfriend drove home and grabbed another sensor for me because I was like, well, maybe I'll just change it out and then in two hours it'll kick back in. Hopefully be working. Yeah. You know, if I put a new one on. Um, yeah. And so, sorry, you're cutting out for a second. Oh. Um, Sorry if I'm talking over you. No, you're not. You're not. No, you keep on going. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, after about 45 minutes, I got a couple readings. I made the decision to eat just a little bit. So yeah. Kind of like aim small, miss small. So I did a tiny bit of insulin, ate just a little bit. Um, then I started getting some numbers, and then I would get, like, error signs again. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it, – the weightlifting meets are stressful in general, but throwing that on top of it, it was not great for like stress management, yeah. energy management. Yep. So I think that that kind of played a role, um, th- like for how the whole meet went. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, um, I got through snatches better than expected, um, but I. F- feel like by the time I was clean and jerking I was just like very mentally exhausted yeah. from all this other bullshit yeah um and then at that point hindsight's twenty twenty. like my blood sugar was starting to creep up a little bit which it usually does um with meats due to like adrenaline and everything um and I did not do I was I was probably sitting around like 120 going to clean and jerks and okay. I thought that I would be okay. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, I probably should have done a little bit of insulin um, to bring it down or at least attempt to bring it down a little mm-hmm. bit. Cause by the time I ended the meet, I was probably around like 170, 180, which I'd rather be clean and jerking around like 70 or 80. Yeah. So overall meat management on my end probably wasn't great. Um, yeah, so it was a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so with, with my sensor, since I'm like relatively new to this, cause I got it like almost three months ago. And so, yeah. and, uh, oh, first of all, we need to coin the term of the Kelly wild where you put the decimal on the side of your glute muscle. Cause like everyone, <laughs> everyone I've talked to about like where to put it, they're like, yeah, I, you know, I do what Kelly wild does, puts it right on, put like, you know, put it right on my glute muscle. And like, they showed me like where they did it. And I was just like, Oh, you, you need to really coin that term. So <laughs> you, need, you need to trademark it. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea that like other people hadn't, done that but it's a great spot oh yeah like you're not gonna hit it doing anything like 
No. It stays put if you wear compression shorts or pants or whatever. So. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never put it on my arm because I'm always worried about like, because I, I sit on like an arm, I have like an office chair with armrest and I'm always worried about hitting that. And then yeah. like, obviously on the oblique muscles, like I always feel like my weight belt will like, you know, rip it off or something like that for some reason. Cause I put my weight belt on pretty tight and, yeah. and it's like, I don't, and like, that's the only spot. And then like, I just do a double check and do a couple squats, like after I like put it on to see if it's a good fit. And then, you know. I really don't think about it. And like that when you were talking about the sensor like blanking out, that happened to me a, cu- a couple times and I'm sitting there like the hell's going on? Like it's not even 10 days. Like I have like another day left. Like what's the deal? So I yeah, that's it's super frustrating when that happens. Um some I've heard some people say like if you're leaner, you tend to get more sensor error signs. So I don't know if it's cuz I was like a little extra lean yeah you know for i don't know that might just be whatever yeah but um yeah do you like the dexcom though i i do Do i i do i still have it on right now so it's like i just switch from cheek to cheek every like every 10 days so (laughs) but uh, yeah i I, it's it's a game changer like i don't prick my fingers i don't like it's it's almost like when I had the Libre for the first time. I was like, when I had the Libre, I was stressing out like super hardcore because I look at my blood sugar to be like really high, take a couple units of insulin, check it a little bit later, and then take more insulin. Then it would just go crashing down. And then like, yeah. you know what? My 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 readings are from like sixty to two hundred. So I know that's I know that's pretty high for some people, but it's just like. Like when I go to sleep, it'll go off. That, but that's another thing. Like sleeping is an issue. Like, because when I go high, I get high sometimes when I before I go to bed, and then like every fifteen minutes or ten minutes, it just goes off, and it's just like I just want to lay down and sleep, and you know, I know it's gonna go down, yeah. and, and it's at the point where I just shut the app off, and it's just like I don't want to listen to this every fifteen minutes. But yeah, it's, yeah. So I mean, other than that, I mean, I like it. It's it's. I mean, I'm definitely gonna keep it. So we'll, you know. And you know, I just need to wait for my insurance to hit my deductible in February and then, you know, pay for it again. So, cause yeah. it's not cheap, but anyway, so back to the, uh, national. So how did you, how did you place that? If like the whole, like how many people were actually in your weight class were there and what was it like since you were working, uh, training at Cal strength? Like how did they handle the, you know, the times and like the lifts and all that stuff for you? Yeah. Um, so in my session, I think we had maybe like 12, mm-hmm. 12 women. Um, I don't know what, cause I think they did. So I was in the A session and I think there was a B and a C and maybe a D session as well. So total number of women was probably around like 30 to 40, mm-hmm. I would guess. Um, and yeah, so it was all virtual. So Cal Strength, they they were amazing, like setting it up. We had like TV monitors. We had all our coaches there. Um, we had some gym members who were like doing weight changes for us. So it's like it was great because I didn't have to worry about any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like figuring out numbers and things like that because I it's significantly harder trying to figure all the, all that out virtually versus an in-person meet yeah so i am very grateful because we had all hands on deck um 
helping set that up. And then it was just like a good environment. Like we kind of created a meat like environment, like mm-hmm. we had the platforms and, um, I mean, just the people who were helping were there to watch. So it wasn't like we didn't like invite people to come watch. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like I was lifting in my garage, which I'm sure <laughs> other competitors had to do, which mm-hmm. would be terrible. Mm-hmm. So I think we created a better environment than what the average person had. So yeah. I think that definitely contributed to my success as well as like our team's success. Um, so that was great. Like for a virtual meet, it, it went really well, I think. Um, and I know there are some meets in the future that you have the option to be virtual or go show up to the meet. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll continue rolling with the virtual side. Okay. Just because it's it went off, I would say, pretty much without a hitch for all of our lifters. So yeah. that was awesome. Did you go six for six? No. No? <laughs> I, uh, no. So I went three for three snatching, which, like, I never do. Yeah. Um, and I, I took first place in the snatch. Nice. And then I went one for three clean and jerk. But I would say, uh, so my first clean and jerk, I hit it, and they called me for a press out, which I would argue was not a press out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I technically only hit my second attempt um, at 110 and then missed, missed my jerk on 114. Um, so I took second in clean and jerk, which I'm very still, uh, still very disappointed about. Um, but then I, I took first overall. Nice. So, I don't know. Very I can't cool. complain that much. <laughs> I, had, I had numbers in mind that I wanted to hit and I exceeded my expectations on snatch and was very much under my expectations on clean and jerk. Yeah. I mean, with with virtual too. I mean, you have a guy looking at a computer screen, and it may not. You know, you guys may had a good angle, but I mean, especially with the press out, you can't really, you know, tell if it's a press out because you have the person like so far away, and he's looking at a camera and a computer at this, like you know. So, I mean, could you could you did you challenge that at all, or? Well, you can't. uh, We couldn't challenge it. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it was virtu- virtual. I forget why. Because I was like, we should challenge that. Yeah. I can tell when I press things out. Like, mm-hmm. I feel it instantly. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, not up to me. But it felt like a good lift to yeah. me. So I was mad. Well, what, it's, it's all good. You're first place anyway, so... Yeah, so it's fine. I'll yeah. let it go. Yeah, so, so kind of speaking about virtual... <laughs> kind of speaking about virtual... Um, Cal Strength has a YouTube page and you're on it too. So how, what is it like being on YouTube and having like cameras, like, you know, just filming you doing lifts? Did, was that like kind of weird when you first started it and then like kind of got easier, like down the road? Like what, what, what was it like for you for get, being, even being on YouTube? Yeah. Um, so I'll confess that I don't think I've watched a single one of <laughs> like the training sessions yeah. that I'm in on YouTube. <laughs> um, but initially getting to Cal strength where it's like, okay, you're training with all these weightlifters. Everyone's like watching, like you go pretty much one at a time with your lift. So everyone's watching you lift mm-hmm. and 
one of the guys is probably filming. So that was hard at first for me to get used to because back home, when I would like do my weightlifting at like a CrossFit gym, I would try to do it like with no one watching, like <laughs> in my little corner. Yeah. Like, nobody can watch me. Don't look at me. So it was, yeah, it was a little like nerve wracking at first. Mm-hmm. It felt like a lot of pressure, but ultimately it, I think it helps because now when you go to like a competition, you're like, okay, I'm used to having tons of people watching and like a guy filming and this and that. So ultimately, ultimately I feel like it's, it's been a helpful. Like yeah. It's a good thing to yeah. just have eyes on you at all times. Yeah. I, I, I agree too. Cause if someone's like filming me, like lifting, it's like, I better not miss it. So you, you know, just, and so that mm-hmm. makes you want to actually do the, like get the lift. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's like, if you can lift with Dave Spitz watching you and you don't freak out, then it's like in competition, it's like no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I can imagine like having all those people, like, especially like the, you know, West kits and like all those other guys like watching you. And it's just like, in the beginning nerve wracking, but now like they're part of the, you're part of the team. So it's like, now, you know, if I miss, I miss whatever, you know, but they're always like super, you know, you know, they're always cheering you on. So, which is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, do you think being on the Cal strength YouTube page has kind of helped grow your like social media? Cause I remember when we, I I think remember, um, I think it was like six, you were at 6,000, followers when i started talking when i we did our first podcast together now you're at 16 so do you think all that has been super helpful oh yeah definitely um yeah like you said there i mean i'm on some of like their youtube stuff and they'll you know reshare instagram posts or stories or whatever of my lifts and things like that and then also having like the ebook protocol line that mm-hmm. they um, advertise. Yeah, it definitely has contributed to my at least Instagram following. Yeah. I think when I moved to Cal or yeah, to California, I probably had like a couple thousand followers. So yeah, yeah no, I mean they definitely they, they like to promote their lifters and if those lifters have things that they're you know, trying to sell, like, I know Wes has done, like, some clothes, and I've done, like, the goat line Mm -hmm. stuff, like, they're big about trying to help their lifters grow their social media, and, like, promote the stuff that they're trying to, you know, sell, and things like that, so they're, they're good about that, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, and now you can swipe up, too, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the swipe up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. yeah, the COVID season has been a hit. Yeah, <laughs> I gained the swipe up within those months. <laughs> so, um, obviously, since you have uh, getting a bigger following, you're getting more and more people to kind of want to sponsor you and all that stuff. So, what do you do, or like, how do you pick the people that you spot that you like want to sponsor you? Like, is there like you know, do you look at their website or like how how do you manage that? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely you got to do some research. Um, and usually they'll be good about like 
if it's say like a clothing company or whatever like they'll send you some stuff to test before it's like before you agree to work with them because like i don't want to promote anything that i don't actually believe in Mm -hmm. or like feel like it's good quality like i don't want my friends and buying shitty stuff yeah because i get like a dollar kickback or something (laughs) um so yeah it's if if I actually like the product and use the product, then you know we're good to go. But and as long as it doesn't interfere with something else, like I I don't usually have like multiple clothing companies at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as long as I feel like it's a good product that would help, or at least like other people would like. Um, then, then we can usually work some sort of deal out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And how's your goat line going, by the way? <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, we did another run of hats, which I feel like we've got a few left still, but those sold pretty well over like the holiday season. Um, the goat socks didn't sell as well as I thought they would. What? So I actually have. I wore I mine know. yesterday. I wore mine yesterday. Aren't they nice? Yeah, they're super comfortable. I, guys, <laughs> if if you go on Cal Strength and get the goat socks, you know Kelly Wilds gold sock goat socks. They're by far one of the best socks that I, a pair that I have, and I have like sixty four pairs of socks, so I can attest to that. So, <laughs> yeah, like I took the time to find some good quality socks because I'm all about good socks. Yeah. So, so we've still got a few of those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do next for the goat line. Yeah, more like more t-shirts I, or pocket t-shirts. Tie yeah. tie dye. Oh, I love tie dye. <laughs> we should do a tie dye. But here's the thing: like, I don't, I don't know enough about like clothing or what's like hip or cool. So it's like something that like I'm like, yeah, I would wear this. Yeah. It's like. I don't know what normal people want. Yeah, that, I've I've been in that same boat. Like I've, like I'll give you a great example. I had a di- um, a Stranger Things logo, like design. It says diabetic things on it, and so it was mm-hmm. like the exact logo was the Stranger Things. And I was like, okay, Stranger Things season two is coming out. This is gonna be a yeah. su- such a huge hit. And I already was like walking around like my local area. Um, my town just like with the shirt on before I released it and everyone's like oh that's cool and I'm like well it's gonna be on the website and like, like you know tomorrow you should check it out like no one bought it I maybe had like five people buy a shirt and I'm like this I thought this was gonna be a hit you know but it, you know you yeah. live and learn so yeah but the so tie the tie-dye thing for me was the biggest pain in the butt because it was custom ordered so I had three colors and I had people you know, order three random colors, like the three colors or two colors or one color. And it was just like, it was just a mess. Like the next time I'm going to do it, uh, I'm going to just do it with caffeine and kilos did just the two colors and that's it. And just yeah. do a whole print run. Cause that was an app. Cause I didn't have to wait a day for it. The, the ink to sink in and then I have to wash it. And then I have to wait a day for it to dry out and then I have to ship it out. And it was, it was, it was a nightmare. So yeah that I no I don't have the patience for that so can you just buy it already tie-dyed yeah you can but it's it's not like I don't know I mean it looks like it's it's just not yeah I just don't I don't think it looks good 
So yeah. I just think like the custom designs, like, you know, some random spots here and there and stuff, it's like more personable for people. Yeah. So that's, that's Definitely. just my two cents into that. I, I, I may do another one or I may, or I may bleach, bleach dye, like a black shirt. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. The girls at the gym has done that to some of her cal strength stuff, and it looks really good. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I might do that soon. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll just probably just wait till the winter season's over, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. But um. Tie dye for spring. Yeah, exactly. So and hopefully it won't be too much of a pain in the ass as it was last year. So. Yeah. Right. But well, uh, yeah. So like I'm open to suggestions about what to do next for the goat okay well we'll talk we'll talk after the podcast is over so, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um so you um during quarantine you actually released a ebook called uh 360 core now what what was the reason why you yeah i, I know you have like a slew of other books like the hip mobility shoulder um i, I don't remember off the top of my head but there's like, like i think you have like six of them out right now but you this one came out uh during quarantine why, why did you make this book yeah, so as a physical therapist um, and weightlifter, like so many people have back issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the main driver. It's like, okay, how do we get these people back to lifting or, you know, being able to bend over and pick things up? It's oftentimes a core issue. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, also very complementary to like the hip mobility protocol and even like the shoulder stability and shoulder mobility kind of like ties everything together. Yeah. Um, so it's like in order for you to have mobile hips, you also need to have a strong core. Otherwise like the, the joints above and below like affect how those other joints work and function. So so it was a good piece to like tie upper and lower body together. And now we've got like, at least I would say a very like comprehensive um, set of protocols. So working on hip mobility is great, but you probably also need this 360 core protocol as well mm-hmm. to really make sure low back, hips, even like mid back, thoracic spine are all working well. Mm-hmm. So so it was just like we were we were missing something in there to really tie tie it all together, um, and so yeah, we came up with that. Had some time over when COVID first hit that we filmed a lot of it. I actually filmed a lot of it in my backyard because I wasn't going into the gym. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's a little like not as professional looking as some of the other protocols, but I promise, same quality. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've I've only I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. Um, yeah, and I, I if anyone listening has done it and has any input, I'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, so so that's that's how that one came about. Nice. Now, will this will this help? Like, like an example, like if you're catching a clean or something like that, a heavy clean, like you your whole back and like your core won't be good crashing down. Or anything like that, or like, because that's happened to me a bunch of times lately. But you know, will, will it help like get that stability and actually kind of keep you upright more? It, yes. Okay. It definitely should. Um, that issue might also be more of like a weightlifting technique issue. <laughs> yeah. But it can only it can only help with that position with like yeah squat positioning front like the front rack stability. Yeah, it's definitely designed for more of an athletic approach. Um, 
not that a non-weightlifter could like wouldn't benefit from it but I always have like an athletic type of person in the forefront of my mind when Mm -hmm. I'm creating these protocols yeah that's who I feel like would actually follow the protocol and like benefit the most from it Mm -hmm. um so yes it would help with that (laughs) as well as probably some technique work yeah I mean that's all of us I I need a lot of technique work (laughs) a lot Cause like, I, I don't know if you know, like mo- most of all my learning from like all those Olympic weightlifting things are from YouTube. Like I've never had a coach, never, I, I haven't had anybody. It's all from like watching YouTube and like kind of watching myself do all the lifts and everything. So like no one's taught me anything. It's just all me. And I, one thing I know I've noticed is my butt goes up first before my shoulders on most of all the lifts, especially snatching mm-hmm. too. And that's like one thing I need to work on, but it's just like. I just I, I wish I had a coach that was like right next to me and like showing me what to do. That's that's the one thing I like I want to do, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But right, like, weightlifting is extremely hard to teach yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've had a coach my whole time weightlifting, and I'm still like all over the place with my technique. So I can't even imagine just trying to like watch a YouTube video and then figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like right before Christmas, all my, all my lifts, I've gone up from like three fifteen to three twenty five on the clean and jerk, and then I snatched uh, two, two forty five, on the snatch, and it was like a power snatch, and I, I was like, <laughs> Jesus, like you know, it was two forty or whatever. It was like two forty or two forty five anyway, and like because like I for some reason when I actually pull and hit and I try to get down on the squat for the snatch it feels like i'm actually squatting but i think i split my feet out way too wide so it, it i only go like right a parallel if that and so that's that's another yeah. thing to work on it's just yeah technique is just huge it's one thing i need to work on so it's yeah weightlifting is very frustrating in that sense like there there's always room for technique improvement but to work on technique, it's like you you got to keep the weight light, which no one likes to do. You always want to lift heavy. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a, that, a love hate relationship. Yeah, that's me on Sundays. I try to like PR my lifts like every day because like just till I wanted to hit those numbers, and I'm like, I know this is like really really stupid, but I just want to get I just want to PR both these lifts because I've been oh, I've been want that's like one of the goals of like this year was just trying to get to hit those numbers, and I was like. Just, just try it out, and if it doesn't work, whatever, you know. And then it gets absolutely smoked on Monday. Wake up and you're like, "Oh my god, yeah. why did I do that?" And then take it, take it, like do like light work, and then kind of work your way back to you know lifting on Sunday again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. See what happens. But um. Yeah. Some... But uh, do you Sorry. have do you have any other eBooks you're trying to like you're producing any anytime soon at all, or any other protocols? that you're looking to do um we don't have any protocols coming out um but we're kind of throwing around some other ideas maybe doing kind of like live workshops okay um we haven't quite ironed out what that looks like yet, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you still doing that? Like, so, mo- are you still doing the mobility training once in a while, like the Zoom, the Zoom live ones? 
Yeah, so that that I'm doing Sunday mornings, or at least it's morning on the West Coast, Mm -hmm. 10 a.m. With my new PT schedule, I had to cancel like my weekday um, mobility classes. But yeah, so I still do it Sunday mornings, um, which I mean is nice for me to actually like do some mobility on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it works for... Um, at least most of my regular people who are doing it during the week. So, so yeah, still doing that on Sundays. Um, yeah, just just gearing up now for um, combine training um, at Cal Strength. So we always get some college football guys in. Yeah. So I usually do a lot of, like, physical therapy work with them because they usually come in pretty bruised up. Yeah. Um, from their season. So, um, yeah, just, just gonna like weather that storm for the next few months and then figure out about this like live workshop thing that we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. So what, so speaking with like you're dealing with college players that are entering the draft and stuff. So what, like, how do you do that? I mean, obviously this, this year was like almost like a wash for some college athletes and, you know, they played a lot less games because of COVID. So how do you, like, what do you do on a typical day with these guys for, like, the, the combine stuff? Um, so I'm really only involved with, like, one-on-one physical therapy stuff, yeah. depending on what each specific guy needs. Um, but, like, we've got, like, our speed and strength coaches and then, like, the positional coaches who come in and work with them. So they're, they're like they're doing field work. I don't know if it's like in the morning they do field work and then they come into the gym and learn like the Olympic lifts and get, get um, like the lifting side in. Cause then like, you know, they, they test like bench press and things like that. So yeah. A lot of like technique work in the weight room. Then they do a lot of accessories and then they have meetings with like the positional coaches and even just like interview practice. Cause they, mm-hmm. um, they undergo like an interview process um, with various coaches, like NFL coaches and things like that. So, um, yeah, we put them up in houses and they're here pretty much for like three months. Wow. So, yeah, they it basically is like a gym takeover. For, yeah. For three months. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, are you? Yeah. Do, do you like? Does your mouth drop sometimes when you see some of these college players with like no like? their mobility's garbage and they, they're like throwing up like the crazy amount of weights and you're like, how the hell is this guy doing this? It's, it, yes. It is, you'd think that these guys were like totally bulletproof and like, I had one guy who was like, he had an ankle issue. Say it was his right ankle. And I'm like, okay, balance can you just do a single leg balance on your left leg like let me just see where we're at left versus right and it's like the left side was his good side it's like you can't even like balance on one foot on flat ground and i'm like how are you playing what like so yes i'm i am consistently astounded by (laughs) the things that they're lacking and just their sheer athletic ability to overcome these like glaring issues yeah um so yes, yeah, it's it's always fun. It's always interesting. 
there's always a few where I'm just like, how do you even like walk and like function day to day, let alone like play elite football? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in awe too, and especially they're like. The technique is garbage too, and I'm like, how I like, how are you able to do power clean like 315, and like you can't even like rack your elbows like, out. It's like pretty much always pointing right down to the ground. It's just like, how how is this possible? It's yeah, it's insane. It's like almost like they don't even like hit their quads. They just just throw it up there and catch it, and you're like, like a reverse curl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, then I'm like, I I quit. I quit. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Well, at least from that end, we clean up their technique quite a bit, so no one's because that'll put you at risk for injury if yeah. you're, you know, loading that wrist like that. So we we make sure their technique is on point before they go crazy with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's some there's some interesting um, technique with them walking in the door the first day for sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, I. <laughs> I know, I know you have, you said you were earlier, you're planning a couple of meets coming up. So are you like, so I'm kind of still working on like trying to understand like the weightlifting world with like Roby points and all that stuff. So are you, so what is your goal for next year and like how many meets are you planning to do? Yeah. Um, I'm for sure going to do, um, the, I think it's AO1. It's in March, first week of March. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is either in, you can go to Salt Lake City or you can do it virtually. So I think we'll go the virtual route for that. Um, and that is a qualifier for the Pan Am Championships, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, so if I get a little bit better <laughs> get my numbers up just a little bit i could potentially qualify for um i believe it's because pa- there's the pan am games and then there's the pan am championships and i always get them confused mm-hmm. one or the other it's a qualifier for that which would be i think in november in peru okay um so i mean that that's I feel like it's a little bit of a long shot for me to qualify. My coach is like, oh, yeah, you can do it. But yeah, you can do it. Yeah, if you got first I mean, place in this meet, I think you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll at least we'll push for that. Um, depending how that goes, um, I would then maybe do nationals, which I believe is at the end of June this year. Um, so that's a potential, um, and I think that's in Detroit. And mm-hmm. as of now, you got to show up to Detroit for that one. Okay. Um, so that one's probably, probably in the mix. And then, yeah, it kind of depends on how those two go. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So with, uh, with all this COVID thing going on, and I know you're in the medical field, what like are you looking to take those uh, take the you know the vaccination at all, or are you just kind of like not wanting to do it, or what's what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I definitely would take it <laughs> whenever it's offered to me. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just not in like a hospital setting, so yeah. I'm not like first on the list. So I feel like I'm probably with general population people Mm -hmm. um 
And from what I've heard, at least like in the county that I live in, realistically, it probably won't be offered to Gen Pop until like April or May. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not trying to like push my way to the front of the line, but <laughs> I'll definitely get in line yeah. and take it when, uh, when it's offered and when the high risk people have been taken care of. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I've, I haven't heard anything with what like, about you? are you going to, well, I mean, I'm, I'm probably like the lowest person on the totem pole for, for this. So, cause like I literally work in an office and like, I really, I could just work from home. So, and I, and the thing, wow. the other thing is like, how does it work with diabetes? That's that's the one thing I'm I'm like wondering. Like I haven't heard anything about like does it affect di- like your blood sugars or does it do anything with diabetics? You know, because they typically have it with like normal people, not diabetics. So yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know if they have any anything on that. So I mean I'll just wait and see. I guess you know. That's a good question. Yeah. I honestly hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> I was just thinking of like. Yeah, I was I was on a pod. Yeah, I was I was on a podcast uh, a couple days ago, and they interviewed me. She's like, "What do you think about taking the shot?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, like I said before, like I'm a diabetic. I don't know if it's you know if it affects anything. So we'll see what happens." Yeah, um, yeah, that is a uh, that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have thought about myself. Um, I haven't heard anything. No, I haven't heard anything either. Uh, Yeah, I guess I just assumed it would be similar to like a flu shot, which at least for me personally has never affected my blood sugar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. This is this plenty of time. So (laughs) if someone, if someone gets the vaccine, who's a diabetic type one, yeah. Let me know what they what yeah. they say. Let, let me know too. So I mean, I may have actually. I I know someone in the medical field that might actually have gotten it already. So, so we'll, we'll, I'll I'll oh, ask okay. him. So yeah, I'll I'll ask him and see what happens. So, but um, we're getting close to the end. So, um, I know you kind of have a couple goals with like you know winning those meets and maybe getting up to like the Pan Pan Am Championship or the Open or whatever. Uh, so do you have any other goals that you're trying to achieve in 2021 at all or? Um, that's a good question. I, my goal is to be able to go home and see my family yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would like to get some of my trips back on the books. Mm. Um, yeah. Other than that, I just, trying to like grow my PT practice into a more of a, an athletic population, kind of like the people I feel like I connect with the most and mm-hmm. can help a lot. So yeah. just trying to, just trying to work that in. Um, and then, yeah, get, get this, these live workshops going. Cause I think that'll be helpful um, in terms of like, talking to people virtually or I mean potentially in person in the future but like again working with athletes help them work through like shoulder issues which Mm -hmm. so many athletes have shoulder issues so just trying to reach people that I haven't yet been able to reach in person and able to help so I guess I I need to flesh out those goals a little bit more but (laughs) 
something along those lines. Yeah. Well, I'm not you... one. I'm not one to do like New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And things like that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. So, but did you hear that CrossFit actually has a virtual level one class now? It's like a four to five. Oh. It's a four to five hour like class, and so supposedly what they do is I just heard this on another podcast. So what they do is it's a Zoom conference call, and you have to have like fifteen feet behind you. So when you do the movements with like a PVC pipe or a medicine ball, they can see how you're doing the movement. And and you can get critiqued by that way and stuff like that. And they go over like the classroom setting and like all the learning of like the level one stuff that you need to know. And um, supposedly it's like four, four to five hours and you have to watch the videos too. And if you like stop the video within like 10 seconds of it ending, it you don't get credit for it. Or even if you like leave like a minute early from the, from the Zoom thing, you don't get credit. So, I mean, you might want to look into that to kind of help out with your, you know, your live sessions. Yikes. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, I've taken the level one CrossFit certification, um, in person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I was already kind of on the fence about how they do the level ones or at least how easy it is to become a CrossFit coach. Yeah. And now that they're offering it, virtually and it's just like a couple hours and i don't know that's it's it's a good way for them to make money yeah and to turn out a ton of coaches but <laughs> i don't know how that the, the quality is but yeah i mean but i was just saying you could probably use that for you know future like a reference for you for like you know your your live sessions you know obviously not like four hours long but maybe do yeah. like maybe do like a zoom of like 15 feet behind so you actually can see them like doing movements and like kind of critique them that way yeah so. yeah no I do like that idea yeah I um yeah we just gotta we gotta like I said flesh it out a little bit yeah um yeah no I like that idea yeah my, my thing is screw it just do it so and then you just work out the kinks after so <laughs> That honestly, that's so true. Yeah. Like, stop thinking about it. Just do it, and you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah, that's that's how pretty much be more like that. That's how much I pretty much started the t-shirt company, the podcast. So it's, I was like waiting on people, and I was like, forget it. I'm just gonna do it myself. And then I just did it, and you know, I'm still doing it. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, so uh, two more. Oh, it's three more questions. So um, obviously, we talked about a book that, like, a self-help book or a fiction book that you like. Do you have like a new one at all that you've been reading, or? Ooh. Um. Well, I just uh, so any kind of book. Yeah, any book, whatever. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I just started Ready Player Two, which, if you've read or seen Ready Player One, that book is awesome, and the movie is good too. Um. So yeah, started Ready Player Two. My dad sends me like um, a lot of books, like yeah. nonfiction. <laughs> they just randomly show up, and I'm like, "Okay, this has to be for my dad," <laughs> um, which I appreciate. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. Much. So I just read one about the 1918 pandemic. Okay. Which great timing. So yeah. that was, I think it's called the Great Influenza, something like that. Okay. So more, it was more like science based. So yeah. you're like, 
into learning about how they make vaccines and things like that. Mm-hmm. that so it was, I mean, good timing for what's happening now. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Um, just read the RBG book, which for me, not having like a law degree or law background, is kind of hard to get through. Not gonna yeah. lie, yep. it's a lot of like a lot of law terminology and mm-hmm. like various cases she was on. But I mean, it's like you got to read it. Yeah, it's, it's RBG. So uh, yeah. So now, oh, and I just read um, Silence of the Lambs. Okay. All right. <laughs> So it's one of my favorite movies. I don't know what that says about me, but it was a really good book. Yeah. Okay. Was so, it was it just like was it just like the movie, or was there like something extra to it? Uh, it honestly was pretty much just like the movie. Okay. But I still loved it. Like I've seen the movie a million times, and I was still like up till like one in the morning reading yeah. the book. So I was like, oh, it's so good. So if you're into like cry, like scary, weird crime stuff. That was a quick read. Okay, cool, cool, <laughs> very cool. Um, I, I the last question I we already kind of went over it of like what what are, what do you expect? What would you tell a new diabetic what to expect in their life? So, I, I we don't want to we don't need to talk about that. But um, do you have? Uh, I mean, because you probably see the same thing anyway. So, um, so uh, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about like your eBooks or your goat socks? Get the goat socks and like hats and everything. I am definitely most active on Instagram. Um, Kelly Wild Eight is my handle. Uh, yeah, so I get like messages all the time on Instagram, and I'll I'm I feel like I'm pretty good about responding back, especially if it's a diabetic. Mm-hmm. Like, love connecting with the diabetics over Instagram. <laughs> so that that's probably the best way to reach me. Uh, yeah, I've never like never on YouTube, rarely on Facebook. So. Not on TikTok. I'm too old for that shit. So Instagram's the, the way to go to find me. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much for doing this again and being a returning guest. So I thank you and congratulations on the Open of well, the, the Nationals, which whatever one that was that you placed first place. So that's that's super cool. Yep. And seeing a diabetic actually get first place is even better. So. But uh, yeah, and uh, well, thank well, you. Thank for, you very much. Yeah, and I I do appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk later. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.